Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stovar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode four. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm plopping stoked to have you join me. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. In this episode, we're going to be looking into movement, and particularly some of the lesser common thought-of outcomes that come from moving your body that I personally think are some of the most amazing results that you can achieve from movement. The outcomes of this episode are that you will gain an understanding of what movement does to your body and not just the obvious stuff like changing its shape. You'll learn what options are available and the implications that they can have on your physical and mental health and how moving your body can support your transition, whatever form that movement takes. So why move your body? Like This is a huge question to ask yourself. If you're going to move your body, you've got to have a really excellent reason why. Now, I say that because movement is a lifelong activity. This is because if you want to maintain the outcomes, both physical uh, and mental, that come from movement, then you have to keep doing it. So it means it's got to be enjoyable. It's got to be realistic in how it fits into your life because there's a lot of kind of fads out there. There's a lot of ways that you can move your body, uh, particularly in the fitness industry. And short term, they're going to have some great impacts on your body. But long term, you're going to have to ask, is it sustainable? Because um, fortunately, we all age. And as we age, our bodies change in what they're able to do. This is due to just general wear and tear on the body. It's due to hormonal changes. It's due to shifts in our physiological state where as you age, uh, muscle mass can decrease and bone density can decrease. Now, movement is a great way to slow that process, but it's still going to happen. So when you look at how you can move, you really need to be thinking, Am I going to be able to do this or am I going to want to do this 10 years, 15 years down the track? Because if you start something now and it's all great and it's all fun, but you're a younger person, then looking further down the track, this may not necessarily be sustainable. I mean, not to say not to, say not to do it while you can, totally do it if that's what your jam is, but also looking at what other options are available. And not only that, looking at how that movement is going to have an impact on your body because it's all well and good to build a whole bunch of muscle and get really jacked. But if it stops you from being able to move your joints in the full range of movement that they are capable of, then long-term that is actually going to be negative towards your like your overall physiological health because our joints are made to move in like a full range of which they can attain. So if you bulk up and build a whole bunch of muscle that actually stops that, it leads to bad stuff. Bad stuff will happen. Muscles may look good and aesthetic goals are great, but they are not necessarily going to be safe for your body long term. Now, that's not to say that gaining muscle is not bad. Gaining muscle is great because, like I said, as you age, you do 
lose muscle mass over time. It just happens. Like it doesn't matter what you do. Even if you train, you're still going to slowly lose muscle mass and muscle strength. It's it's just one of those physiological things that happens from getting old. Yay. <laughs> However, having a large amount of muscle and not letting your body move in certain ways, it's not going to be good for you long term. Uh, you've seen all those, I don't know if you've, well, I know I've seen them. I can't presume that you've seen them. But you look at some of the really jacked up people that go to the gym and they look super bulky and they're all ripped. And it's like, wow, that looks amazing. Or you might not think it looks amazing. You might think, wow, that looks like really overdone. I guess that's all preference as well. It's subjective. I, you know, I think that a muscular physique can look great. But when you've got dudes particularly that get so jacked up that they then can't reach their hands around to touch behind their back or they can't even reach their hands up fully over their heads because they've got so much bulk in their muscles that they can't move their limbs properly, that's not good. <laughs> Long term, that is going to cause you trouble. So really thinking about and understanding why you want to move because the way you train is going to be influencing all of your long-term physiological health. And it's not something that's often easy to think of. And I know when I started training, I wasn't thinking, well, 15 years down the track, how do I want to move my body? I didn't think of that. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, I can move like this. And oh, look, I can lift this thing. This is amazing. Wow. How fun is this? And it was very much in the moment. And my original goals when I started training were based on physiological outcomes. I wanted to be a certain way. I wanted to look a certain way. But it wasn't until I gained a deeper understanding of the changes that could happen within my body that I actually started to go, well, hang on a second. What are the outcomes can I achieve? Because I think like myself when I started training, most people think of the obvious reasons for why it's good to move your body. These are, you know, changing your shape, building muscle, reducing soft tissue, presenting in a more masculine, more feminine, more androgynous way, or just because you want to look the way that you want to look that has absolutely nothing to do with gender at all and that's totally valid and it is a reason it's a very big reason why a lot of people start moving their bodies another reason is to gain strength uh, in whatever area you're wanting to get stronger well I mean it should be your whole body but <laughs> that's not always the way I don't know if you've seen those people who are really big and bulky up top and they've got those skinny little legs down the bottom that's not a way to train if you want <laughs> strength overall that is badness and it's going to lead to a lot of pain and unhappiness further down the track because you can't healthily train imbalances in the body. Long term, that's going to have some really crappy outcomes for you. So when you look at moving your body and looking at developing strength, it's always good to look at it in an overall whole body type of development. Some of the not so obvious reasons, but are still ones that people do think of, is that moving your body helps you feel good because it releases endorphins, the feel-good brain chemical. And who doesn't like to have naturally occurring feel-good brain chemicals released when you do something like moving your body? <laughs> um, it can improve your mood, so it's easier to be fucking nice to people. <laughs> also, another positive, right? It builds your confidence because you're doing something for you. It builds trust in yourself because you're showing up for yourself. This one is huge because... Confidence and trust in yourself help you treat yourself a certain way. And that, in turn, moves to how you allow other people to treat you. If you're treating your body with respect and if you're trusting that you know how to look after you, then that's what you will ask of other people. Well, I hope that's what you would ask other people. For myself, I know that it was something that really developed in me because I started feeling good about me. 
because of those rad little brain chemicals and because I was showing up for myself and because I was seeing that I could actually do something. I could actually start something and finish it. And that was just a session where I moved my body. It improves your coordination, which also helps you build trust in your body uh, and in its capabilities, uh, which in turn builds your confidence. See this little kind of flow-on effect that's starting to happen here? It's like this little snowball. Once one thing starts, then it's much easier for another thing to become involved and another thing to become involved. And it all just perpetuates itself. And it's really flipping rad because you don't always think about that. I don't know many people who, when they start training, go, you know what, I'd really love to develop my hand-eye coordination. Um, unless you're in a particular sport, of course, in which case, you know, pretty important. But for the most part, it's not always on the top of people's minds. But it's a rad thing that happens regardless of whether you think about it or not. It will also, getting active will, help your body recover better with less complications if you are having affirming surgeries because your body is functioning more efficiently because you're, if you've started moving, you are probably going to be consuming things that are uh, have a better outcome on your body. So these things are going to, in turn, have a flow-on effect to how your body recovers after you've had any sort of affirming surgeries. It can also make it easier for your surgeon to help shape your body during surgery, so if you're getting affirming surgery, let's say chest surgery as an example, if you have some uh, muscle mass that's already developed, it becomes easier for the surgeon to figure out nipple placement and that sort of thing for your particular body because it does differ for people. So if you've been, been able to develop some pec muscles, some chest muscles, then your surgeon is going to have a better idea of seeing as you develop more chest muscle or if you keep what you've got, where is going to look like the most proportional and aesthetically pleasing position for your nipples to go if you are someone who's choosing to have top surgery and retain their nipples. Moving your body can reduce the symptoms of depression and anxiety. Now, I know this is one that like, there's a bunch of uh, scientific research that go on into this, but I know it's easier said than done. I know that if you're someone who is suffering from depression, that thinking of even getting up and moving your body can be the flipping hardest thing in the world. I totally get that. And I'm not saying that it's a cure-all or that it's going to be a simple thing, but science has told us that it is able to help ease symptoms of depression. Now, when it comes to anxiety, I also have people who I actually support who say that moving their body and getting an elevated heart rate can induce anxiety because it's that physiological response of an elevated heart rate and your body kind of having this learned pattern of, oh my gosh, my heart rate is elevated. Something bad must be happening. Oh, I'm anxious. So I know that there can be implications there. So there's always ways around that with not always jumping into movement that's going to initially spike your heart rate and just easing into it gradually. But movement within your body can reduce the symptoms of depression and anxiety, particularly when it's coupled with uh, whatever medications you may be on. Now, the reasons that pretty much no one thinks about and one of the biggest reasons that I've learned and one of the ones that's actually kept me moving my body for the last seven years is that moving your body means you have to feel your body and what it's doing. Now, again, this may be totally scary, but honestly, it's pretty fluff and rad. If you are someone who has dysphoria, I get that it's really easy to disassociate from your body, to not be present in it because it feels easier that way. But what you're actually doing is while it may feel easier to cope with because you're ignoring your body, 
you're missing out on how your whole body can feel. There may be just parts of your body that you don't like, but cutting out the rest of your body can actually limit how you can move your body and how you can develop your body. So as you begin feeling your body and what it's doing, because when you're training, you have to be really present and feel what your body's doing so that you can move safely. Once you start feeling your body and what it's doing, it means you're going to start noticing how it's feeling. Does that make sense? Because you're going to start being aware. So noticing how your body feels means you're likely going to want to influence what you're feeling. You following? <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of feelings happening here, but feelings are okay. It's totally okay to have feelings. Now, when you're feeling feelings in your body, this creates an emotional response. And an emotional response and the feelings you have are something that you have control over. So this means once you start feeling your body and feeling how it feels and feeling the responses that come up, that you can actually start choosing how you want to feel emotionally, which influences how you feel physically. And when you're feeling good physically, it influences how you feel emotionally. You see another one of those little kind of circle or loops that is happening here. So when you're feeling your body and it feels good, it's easier to feel good emotionally. It's easier to have more positive feelings. And that's not to say that you're not going to have hard feelings or bad feelings. or not only Feelings aren't bad. Feelings are just feelings. It's the labels we put on them that we define whether or not they're good or bad. Feelings and emotions are. And we put reasons on them. And then we tell stories to ourselves about those reasons. And then that, that changes the situation. But at the base of it, if you're moving your body and you're feeling your body and you're feeling what comes up and that can be uncomfortable because feeling feelings can be uncomfortable because we're not taught how to manage feelings that come up. We're not taught to be able to name the feeling we're having or address the feeling we're having and then express it. And it can be really tricky. But the more you start to feel what's going on in your body, the easier it is to start feeling other things in your life and this is a good thing I know it may not it may not seem so but it's actually really beneficial for you both physiologically and mentally as well because you're starting to take those thoughts and feelings and connect them with your body and you can't have one without the other you can't function and experience life as best you can if you're not allowing yourself to feel your body because it can feel uncomfortable. But training's uncomfortable. There's a lot of things that are uncomfortable. And it's about becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable that helps you grow and helps you move through certain things. And this is an experience that I learned and this is an experience that I've had and I've had. It's not like one that you just have once and then it goes away. Like I've had this happen multiple times. Like multiple times through my years of training and everybody's like wow I have my mind blown by a realization I've had because I've allowed myself to feel something or just sit with a feeling or sit with something that's come up for me and I've learned from it because I've been open to just having the feeling whether it's physically or whether it's in my head and that's a pretty cool thing I think <laughs> scary as heck but flipping rad it really is because that's how you can not only shape physiological change, but also emotional change, emotional change. Like inside, the, 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 the you that's inside you, that's how you can help you become more of the you that you want to be 
authentically. I hope that made sense. (laughs) So what does it mean to build a connection with your body? See, the only thing you have control over in the whole world is how you feel. And you have the power to influence those feelings by moving and connecting and being more with your body. You don't have to move in a specific way. Now, this is one of the things that I think is become a really misleading perception and it's fed a lot by the fitness industry. I know, I don't know if you've um, listened to all the episodes now, but I do have a little bit of an issue with some of the messaging that the fitness industry feeds out there because uh, at the end of the day, they are trying to, they're trying to make money off people who just want to know how to move their body and they mislead them with different messages. Now, I want to be clear, you don't have to move your body in a specific way. I mean, there are certain ways you can move your body that will give you certain outcomes, but we'll get to that a little bit later. (laughs) But you can just start moving your body in the ways that you can that help you feel good. There's no set protocol here. You can dance. You can wave your arms around. You can roll on the floor. You can jump on your bed. It doesn't plop and matter. Just move in a way that helps you feel good, that makes you laugh, that brings you joy. And that's, that's where you're going to get the good stuff. Because it's not all serious. Training is not serious. Moving your body is not serious. All of this stuff, it's just not serious. It can be fun. It should be fun. If it's not fun, you're not going to keep flipping doing it. That's it. If it becomes a chore, if it becomes something that you have to do, then you're not going to want to do it because then if you don't do it, you're going to be feeling pretty shit at yourself. It's like, oh, well, I was supposed to do that. I didn't. Oh, well, I'm shit, aren't I? Like, I just failed. Scrap this day. You know, that's like getting one flat tire of your car and slashing the other three because you got a flat tire. Doesn't make sense. So move how it feels good, when you want to, how you want to. There is really no right or wrong way to do it if you're doing it in a way that helps you feel good. The most important thing is that you're creating a balanced and safe connection with yourself. Perfection does not exist. There is no perfect way to move. There is no perfect way to be because perfection is a trap (laughs) because it's subjective. It's totally subjective. So just do what feels good for you. That's also safe for you. And that's going to be long-term good for you overall, good for your well-being, good for your physiological health, good for your mental health, because there's ways that we can move that may be detrimental. And we don't necessarily want to focus on those ways. So how can you move your body? Like, I know we touched on this just a little bit earlier. I got a little bit ahead of myself because I was excited. (laughs) But a training session is just one way that you can move your body. And it is a way that people have discovered that will give you certain physiological outcomes. So people go to a gym, people do certain exercises because there's a, a very specific outcome that will come from that. And some people enjoy that and some people will want to participate in those sorts of activities because they are after specific goals. Now, if you've never moved your body before or you haven't done it in a while or you want to get back into moving, then there are some neat things that you can do to get started. Now, I've actually written in, because I got a little bit excited, I've written up a special little program that's just for all of you super rad humans out there listening to this podcast episode. So if you're ready to get some movement into your life. If you want to try something new or different, I have developed this rad little program that I'm super excited about. I've made it as safe as possible for people who may not have moved their bodies before. You don't have to have any sort of equipment. All you need is 
a little bit of space where you can move about in your bedroom, in your living room, if you want to go and do it in a park. Woo, go and do it in a park. Amazing. But I've put this program together just for you because I want to show you that, one, training is not necessarily a confronting thing, that there is fun ways to do it. Well, I think these ways are fun. <laughs> Once again, fun is subjective. So <laughs> I've tried to make it as fun as I can. It's definitely not going to be a way that you move that will totally uh, like destroy you. You're not going to feel super smashed afterwards because that actually isn't helpful because then you're not going to be able to move nicely or comfortably for, you know, a period afterwards. And that's that's not a good thing because long term, if you start having to change the way your body's moving because of your training session, that is not the type of training session you want to be involving yourself in. <laughs> a little bit of discomfort is fine, but you want to keep it at a, just a little bit of discomfort in the days following. What you can also do if you are someone who trains already but wants to try something different, you can jump in onto our website and try our seven-day challenge. Now, the link for the program I was just talking about, the, the Rattle program that I've got made just for this episode, the link for that and for our seven-day challenge will both be in the show notes. Now, if you don't want to get in and do a training session, totally okay, totally valid. This type of thing is not for everyone. But what you can do instead is walk. Walking is literally one of the most underestimated activities around. The human body, as it stands in an upright position, was designed to walk. And it is a nice way to get outside. It's a nice way to get fresh air. It is, in general, just an overall dang good activity for you to do. Now, if you find walking a little bit dull, you can always go with friends. Or I have quite a few people who I support who swear by Pokemon Go. (laughs) Because then you can walk. And also have your very own Pokemon adventure. Yes, winning. You can also do social sports or physical activity groups. Now, uh, sports is a hard one because I know, um, having spent the last couple of years actually working in sports inclusion here in Australia, that not all sports are going to be welcoming of people who are living a trans or gender diverse experience. So it is very much a gray area and it could be hit and miss. I do know that social sports groups are much more open to allowing people from the TGD community to participate, particularly in Melbourne. Now, I know in regional areas, it's going to be a bunch harder because regional areas just like to make life difficult. Having come from a very regional area, I do know exactly what it can be like. But there may still be some sports around that are going to be welcoming of you and affirming of you. So it wouldn't hurt to check out what could be possible for you in your local area. So whatever you do, start small. Approach it with a sense of fun. Your training and physical activity doesn't have to be all serious face. It's got to be enjoyable. Uh, Otherwise, you're not going to want to do it. So what if you can't do this right now for whatever reason? So let's say you're a person that can only move their body in certain ways for whatever reason you have. Well, friend, you can still move. As I've mentioned before, there are no set rules on how to move your body. So you can move however the fit you want. Work with what you're able to. If you can't stand, do ground exercises. If you can't get down on the ground, sit on a chair or sit on something that's comfortable for you. Move your arms around. Lift something that's a little bit heavy. Dance with your arms. You're only limited by how you can think to move. So finding ways that work for you with where you're at in your body that are safe and that help you feel good 
Just go with it. Seriously, there is no wrong way to move. And you may feel a little bit silly at first if you're sitting there like wiggling your shoulders and waving your arms around, but that doesn't matter. It's okay to feel silly because you're moving your body and you're doing it for you. And if someone else thinks you're silly, you do you, let them be jerks. And it's okay. You're doing something for you and that's the most important thing. Someone else's opinion does not matter. Do not give your power away by allowing what someone else thinks to influence what you're going to do if it's going to help you. So if you don't feel safe to go outside, um, as I suggested earlier that you can go for a walk, if that's not going to work for you, try this out. In a space where you have room to move about, like whether it's in your bedroom, in your lounge room or whatever, you just need enough space to be able to lay flat on the floor. And what you're going to do, you're going to stand there, right? And then you're going to hop down onto the floor and lay flat. Doesn't matter if you lay on your back, doesn't matter if you lay on your front. And once you're down on the floor, you're going to stand back up. And then once you're standing back up, you're going to lay back down on the floor. And once you're down on the floor, you're going to stand back up. You get where I'm going with this? You're just going to hop up and down off the floor. I tell you, friend, it is not as easy as you would think. <laughs> Do it 10 times. You can even alternate. Hop down on the floor, lay on your back one time, stand back up. Hop down on the floor, lay on your front, stand back up. Alternate that. Guarantee it will get your heart rate up. It will probably get you a little bit sweaty and it will get your whole body moving. Not to mention that our ability to be able to hop up and down off the floor actually has implications on our uh, life expectancy. My mind was blown when I learned that, but it makes sense because if we can't get up off the floor and we have fallen down, then we're not in a very good state. <laughs> it's, it's, we probably need some medical support. It's really important that as we get older, we don't lose the ability to be able to get up off the floor. So this is just an excellent one to practice anyway, because long-term, this could potentially save your life. That sounded a little dramatic, <laughs> but you just don't know. You could also, if you don't feel like doing the, the little workout that I've written up, you can find on YouTube little videos on dancing, on how to do yoga, on um, how to move your body in other ways. It doesn't matter. If you find someone on YouTube who does stuff that you think looks good or that you enjoy doing, follow that along. That's perfect. I know people who go on YouTube and they bring up dance videos and they follow along to dance videos. I think that's pretty cool. And if that's something that works for you, do it. I know people who follow along to yoga on YouTube. Yoga is excellent for the body. I mean, something that's been around for thousands of years and still is going, they must know what's going on there. So let's recap. What have we touched on today? It's been a lot. <laughs> We've touched on the importance of understanding why you're choosing to move your body. Some of the lesser commonly known of or thought of outcomes that come from moving your body being that you begin to feel your body and you begin to connect with your body and it's both scary and most excellent all at the same time. We've touched on how you can move your body, whether it's grabbing a copy of our special program just for all of you amazing listeners out there or what alternatives you have for moving your body if you are someone that needs to move differently for whatever reasons. So you'll be able to find all of these details in the show notes. You can find more about us by going to our website at www.fearlessmovement.co. You can find Fearless Movement Collective on Facebook and Instagram as Fearless Movement Co. on Instagram. You can find me, Bowie, on Instagram as the no TNB. You can find non-gendered fitness on Instagram. We're big on the Instagram. <laughs> I like pictures. <laughs> 
I will link to all of those in the show notes as well. And until next week, friends, remember, you can move in some way. It doesn't matter how, because there are no flipping rules. Do what works for you. Do what feels good for you and enjoy feeling your body and how it can move for you. Have a rad ass day, pals.